This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back. This is The Structuring Podcast and it's episode 52. Terry W. here and today's topic is capital gains tax when you move into one of your investment properties. How has it worked out? Well, the valuation at the point you move in is irrelevant. So don't go and get a valuation because you'll be wasting your money. Section 118-185 of the Income Tax Assessment Act covers this sort of scenario. And the capital gains tax is worked out by apportioning the capital gain based on the number of days that the property wasn't your main residence. So if you rented it out for 60% of the time you owned it, then 60% of any capital gain will be subject to tax. And it's worked out based on the number of days, not the number of years. So let's do a hypothetical example. Let's say Bart bought a property for 200000 He rented it out for six years. He didn't have a another main residence. He was living with his parents. And then just after six years, he moves in. At that point, let's just say it was worth 600000 He lives in it for four years and then he sells it for a million dollars. So the actual capital gain is $800,000. We've got to work it out based on the number of days, but let's, let's assume six years right on the calendar date and he's lived in it for four years out of 10. So that means six years out of 10, it was rented. So that's 60% of the total time and therefore 60% of the capital gain will be subject to capital gains tax. The next step is to work out the cost base. In this situation, the cost base will be $200,000, the purchase price, plus the stamp duty, the conveyancing, the real estate agent's fee for selling the property, the conveyancing on the sale. He might have done some improvements. They can be added in. And also not many accountants know this, but third element cost base expenses while he was living in there can be added in as well. And the third element cost base expenses include building insurance, interest, any improvements or repairs to the property. Some accountants even say lawnmower fuel or light bulbs as well. So there's a, a few other expenses as well that can be added in. So you add all these up and that will lift the cost base. So let's let's assume they're about a hundred grand. So he's got four years of interest, he's got the stamp duty, real estate agent's fee on the sale. So that will mean the cost base is three hundred thousand. He sells it for a mill, that's a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar capital gain. However, he's held it for more than 12 months, so that means he gets a 50% discount. So that drops down to 350000 Now, out of that, he's got to multiply it by 60%. 60% is 210. So the assessable capital gain will be $210,000. And even if he's on the top marginal tax rate, the maximum capital gains tax would be about 98000 So that's not bad. He's made $800,000 capital gain, maybe 700000 after you take out those costs, but the tax is just a hundred grand. So that's a 14% tax rate. Not too, not too bad. And I said that the value of the property when he moved in is irrelevant. If it was um, purchased for two hundred and it remained flat for six years and it was two hundred at the date he moved in, that doesn't change anything. Even if it was uh, valued at, say, 999000 at the date he moved in, that's also irrelevant. doesn't change it. Now, where you move into a property at settlement and then you later move out and rent it, the capital gains tax for that is worked out completely differently. In situations like that, 
the cost base is actually reset to the market value at the date it becomes income producing. So in situations like that, you do need a valuation and the value is very important at that point. All right, that's it for today and we'll see you again next week. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.